What's up, people? Welcome back to The Build Up, episode two, second episode in two weeks. We said we we're going to keep it consistent, and we're keeping that promise so far. Good to be back. Uh, good to be back with the usual suspects, Hassan and Shez. What's up, guys? Yo, are you good? Yes, yes. All good. All good. Um, Go on, man. Had just had one, one game this week um, for United. Played Wigan in the FA Cup. Not too much went on, to be honest. It was a bit of a snooze fest, but there were two pretty uh, good performances, I would say. Pretty standout performances by two Carrington products, two young products, um, two generational products, maybe some might say. Uh, Kobe Menu and Alejandro Garnacho. What were you guys' thoughts on uh, kind of those performances and just the, the game as a whole? Yeah, I, th- I thought Menu again showing his class. This time he was... Playing mostly as a deep six, and we saw his sort of his progression was a little better. He was controlling more from the middle, and he was sort of eating up space as well. Uh, McTominay, like he usually is, instructed to was higher, so there was quite a bit of space in the middle. I thought in the first half he dealt with it pretty well, and Garnacho on the right, he is really coming onto his own on that. Uh, on that wing I just thought I don't, I'm just thinking I'm looking at this front three and I'm thinking I think we just finally found our balance and the more these three play together and especially with Bruno behind them the more our attacks will just increase in volume we'll be able to de- deal with transitions the other side of the pitch better it's, it just looks like a good balance right now uh, I think I just want to touch on Manu. Um, yeah, I think it was a good all-round performance from him especially. But what impressed me the most was the defensive side. He was winning a lot of his duels. I think he was um, 10, I think he won 10 out of 10, 12 duels, which is obviously quite impressive. It's probably the most that he's um, he's done so far in the first team. So I think it's it's good to see that he's obviously got that that robust side. We obviously knew that as well. Um, but it's just been good to obviously see that as well in action for the first team too. Um, and it's another reason why I just don't get why he's obviously opted for McTominay at times or you know Ericsson when he's got Manu there. We know that he can you know do the dirty side of the game as well, and he, I thought he did that really well. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about um, you know Hassan's obviously talked about Ganacho, but see, uh, I want to ask you, bro, what do you think of him, man? Because I think you know we're talking about like I think this guy could be you know one of the best players like. Um, in the next few years that we have, yeah, man, he's such a such a raw talent, and I think playing him on the right, I've been thinking about. I think a lot of people have been thinking about putting him on that right hand side because every yeah. time he would come in on the left, it would force Rashford to play on the right, and it just didn't really make sense to put you know one of our most threatening players out of possession for um, such a young raw talent at the time, and playing him on the right for me, just really enables him to simplify the game. Um, Sometimes on the left, you can just tell that he's playing off the cuff. There's so many options when you play on the left as a right-footed player. You can go down the left and shoot, go down the left and cross, cut in on your right and shoot or cross. And I think you can see that at times. Um, It just feels like he's playing on the cuff and he doesn't really know what he's going to do next. But 
just it just the, looks yeah it just yeah. looks like he doesn't have to cut in all the time on the left he can yeah. go down he can run almost, more straight he can yeah almost like a, like a deer in headlights sometimes that's why you see him sure. kind of falling over and you know stuff yeah. at times but um on the right he's just I'm gonna get down the byline and cross, or I'm gonna cut it in my yeah. left and connect play. Like it's just, it's very simple. And for a young player like him, I think he's benefiting a lot from that. And just being just able to use like, his traits, his raw yeah. traits to just impact the game. It just looks like his ball striking is getting a little better as well, especially with mm-hmm. that left foot shot he had. Yeah, both ways. Yeah, but yeah, it's good to see him using both feet. Even when he was playing on the left, he was, you know, using his left foot a lot. Obviously, the accuracy and stuff weren't there, but. Um, you know, it's good to see him, you know, developing that as well because it's exactly what you need from a winger, you know. Potentially, we're talking a player who can play left wing and right wing going forward, which is, you know, a proper useful asset to have, especially with, you know, if you want to switch up the game off the bench as well, if you want to bring him on, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, benefits to it. So yeah. I think it's very important that we've, he's developing this way and he's, it's looking good for him right now. Yeah, um, I just want to say, we're going to talk about the Spurs game in a bit, but um, regarding Garnacho, you saw in the Spurs game, how them first two games, he didn't really start off that well. He wasn't using his overlaps. He wasn't using the the movement in the box, but right now he's looking like he's the way in the pass is better for the fullback. He's playing to the inside more. He sort of, he has developed since them first two games. He's in his mindset. He's actually using his all-round play much, much better. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think it'll be interesting to see how he progresses on this right-hand side during the year and if that affects the winger market in the summer because we've seen with Manu, he's potentially saved us, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars when you look at the sort of deep-lying playmaker profile this this summer with Caicedo and Declan Rice you know that's a hundred million pound profile that Maynou has come and saved us from um so it'll be interesting to see um how if Garnacho really excels on this right hand side during the year if that if we trust him to you know be that player going forward or we still kind of splash 50 60 million on an Elise or a uh, Nico Williams, like we discussed in the last episode, but yeah, good. I mean, we take wins. It was wasn't the best performance, I would say, but you know, this. I just feel like our team is so we're so good at playing down to the level of our competition. Like, if we play a lower tier team, like we're gonna play at their level, at their pace. We're never just gonna overwhelm a team and you know go up three four nil and just cruise um, and be able to play those youngsters um, that were on the bench. But, you know, it is what it is. We take the 2-0 win. We take the moving on to the FA Cup. But we have a big game on, on Sunday. It's what they like to call a six-pointer in the business. Um, so we have a special guest with us. Um, our guy, Rondo, reports from Lily White Lab. He runs a, a page that's similar to Stratford Trends for Tottenham. And we're, we're super happy to have him on to kind of share some perspective on this Spurs game. Rondo, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm all good, bro. I'm excited to be on this new podcast. Um, yeah, I think Lily White Lab, I sort of stole your guys' idea um, there <laughs> and, and sort of made a top version, which is which is doing really well. So that's, that's sort of props to you guys. That idea. Uh, we welcome that. We love that. We love to see, you know, more. more uh, there's there's a lot of space for that sort of 
content in the game. I think every every major club or every club in general should have a page like that. So make sure you guys check out Lily White Lab, um, doing some great work over there for Spurs. But yeah, it's a it's a big game. How are you feeling about the the game on Sunday, Rondo? Are you feeling good? You feeling yeah, good? you think, think Timo's gonna bag one? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm confident about the game. To be fair, um, it's a sort of it's a new feeling because I think over the past few years we've been very reliant on individuals um, and sort of the, even the man the type of managers we had at the club, um, the likes of Mourinho and Conte were, you know, they 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 built their teams around individuals and and individuals bailing us out of trouble in terms of looking to kind of set up very solid and relying on the attacking quality we had to kind of bag one in two chances or whatever or, or be very clinical in, in in every circumstance we we attacked the the final third um, whereas now I think it's a much more collective um, the system kind of wins overall so when we're missing players and we've, we've had a lot of missing players over this season um, the levels don't seem to drop um, the quality at times has has dropped but the the style and the um, intent has always been there um, and that's sort of the reason I've, I've, I've become more confident about about games even when our, our best players are not necessarily available yeah it's a good it's a good summarization of, of kind of the season so far I think both of our teams have had an injury crisis per se I think in the Wigan game United were missing 12 players um, through illness or injury or international duty and I know you guys have I think since the Chelsea game when Van de Ven and um, Madison both got injured, it's just kind of been one thing after another. Um, but that's, I guess that's a good segue to kind of go into who's going to be available for this game and who's not. I know Ten Hag had a press conference earlier saying that Casemiro might be available, Lissandro might be available, Ericsson's coming back in, Ahmad's coming back in. How are you guys feeling, Shaz and Hassan, about the game as a whole and possibly getting some players back? Um, I'm feeling, I wouldn't say I'm feeling optimistic, but I'm feeling like this is a game where we could do something because it is Ratcliffe, he's coming in for his first viewing at Old Trafford and he'll want to see something. The players will want to sort of show him that they're supposed to be in the club's plans for next season going on. I expect a reaction from United. And for the lineup, I don't think the players that are coming back from long-term injuries will start straight away. I think we keep a relatively similar back four that we did against Wigan. Uh, in the midfield, it depends on if Ericsson's fit. I think United will look to play on the transitions. So I would expect Ericsson maybe to come in if he is fit. Uh, the front three, again what's just been going on in the last few games they're looking much better we will get chances in this game it won't be one way we sit back like it was at Anfield and I feel like we can hurt Spurs but it comes down to the decision making the final third yeah no, I agree still I think um, it's a game where it can go two ways I think we can either turn up here because sometimes in these games we do turn up and especially at Old Trafford as well so it could be one of those games where we we kind of turn up and we 
uh, kind of make it a good game. Obviously, Spurs, you know, they've been good as well. And they've been getting results recently as well. Obviously, even with the injuries, obviously, I know they had a bad run first initially, but, um, you know, they've kind of recovered since and um, they've uh, they've kind of made their way back. And now they're looking, you know, they're not too far off the top now even as well. So they're doing well. Um, but I think it's one of those it's one of those ones where we've just got to turn up, really. Um, you know, I'm interested to see what he's gonna, the team is going to go with. Um but I think he should stick with the same front three, main in midfield. I hope he goes with Ericsson over McTominay, to be fair, um, because I'd rather I'd rather someone who's better on the ball, even though you know Ericsson's not the most mobile. But you know, you know McTominay is not the most positionally aware or anything either. So um, I'll go with them two and obviously Bruno. Um, and yeah, I think um, like Hassan said as well. I don't think we're going to see anyone coming back into the lineup. You know, when we're talking about Lissandro or Casemiro. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. But, um, you know, it could be a make or break type thing with Ten Hag, especially as well with Ratcliffe there. You know, it's a big test. You know, he needs to make sure that, you know, in terms of his his team selection, in terms of his in-game management, he needs to make sure he gets it spot on. And obviously the players as well, like Hassan said, a lot of them will want to be in the plans next season. And, you know, if they they perform, you know, it gives them a better chance of that. So, um yeah, it's just it's gonna be an interesting game, man. I think um, that that Ericsson selection is an interesting one because um, it, for me it can go either way. So I think you look at Ericsson's um, quality on That's, the ball yeah. and the amount of space that we le- leave in the wide areas um, in transition. So with our with our fullbacks, they often play not even like. Types of inverted fullbacks we saw at uh, Arsenal and City last season is is completely different to how ours play. Ours play almost as number tens at times. So, so high up, it's crazy. Um, and so that 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 obviously leaves crazy amounts of space um, in those wide areas. And when Van der Ven and Romero were fit, that was sort of manageable because their their wide channel defending was was so strong. Whereas um, with those guys not potentially out of this game. Um, I know they're both sort of close to being back, but I, I don't know which of them is going to be starting or even available for the bench. Um, with Ericsson on the pitch, he can obviously, along with Bruno, find those passes um, into those channels for the likes of Rashford and, and Garnacho. Uh, but on the other hand, I think with those with those fullbacks running, um, making those underlaps, um, often there can be a lot of tracking to do, I think, for the opposition midfielders. Um, obviously, we play three midfielders in there, along with the fullbacks coming coming inside as well. Um, and often it's it's quite sort of not chaotic because it's, it's it's structured chaos, but it's lots of forward runs. Um, you'll see plenty of once we get into those wide areas, plenty of people for the cutbacks and and making the box. Um, and don't say cut, don't say cutbacks. I just had. I know that's been. I just had. I just get. Uh, I get like a little shiver in my spine whenever I hear that. Yeah, and I think that's why I I know Ericsson's legs. He used to be super. His legs used to be like he used to cover one of the most grounds when he was at Spurs. So I know since obviously that the incident with him is is it's not been the same. But um, that would be one worry I think if if Ericsson did play for you guys is is the amount of runs he has to track. Along with obviously everyone yeah. else, but um, especially him in, in midfield. I think I think if you go back to this to the game earlier on in the season, uh, we did concede from a cutback, but 
right now with Menu in, it makes it a little better in that zone. He knows how to track that zone better. But obviously, like you said, there'll be much more movement to track, just not just for one player. The other side midfielder has to do it as well. But then when I look at Ericsson coming back into the team, I look into the game against Arsenal earlier on in the season where he made that pass for the transition in the goal, the Rashford goal. I feel like the front, the current dynamic of our front three uh, plays into our hands more better and it sort of spurs that we'll have difficulties dealing with transitions on Sunday. I just feel like we've got a big chance to get a few. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining game for a neutral perspective. I think it's going to be pretty end-to-end. And when you look at that midfield selection for us, I think it's it's the most important thing. Um, it's it's really a, a pick-your-poison sort of issue. If you go with McTominay, you're leaving much more space in behind. Um, you're risking – I mean, Erickson can't get back because of his legs, but at least he knows kind of where to be. When you look at McTominay, he just has no sort of awareness of where to be at all in terms of defending. And when Rondo talks about the the fullbacks pushing up into kind of like those half spaces almost in the 10 roll, and then obviously the other three midfielders, like that's a lot for someone that already doesn't have positional awareness to, to kind of mark and to be aware of. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I definitely agree that our front three can definitely cause a lot of problems. Our front four, uh, including Bruno, and just all that space in behind. I'm, I'm looking for Rashford to have a a big game. Um, and if Rashford has a big game, you know Hassan is going to be spreading props all over the timeline. So <laughs> you don't even have to worry about that. If Even if he doesn't have a good game, he'll still post some sort of nostalgic TikTok or, or something. <laughs> so you, you don't have to worry about that. But um, Rondo, who's gonna be who's in and out for you? Is or is that that new center back signing and, and Timo available? Oh, yeah, let me Van de Ven coming back. Who's who's in? I'll go through it. Um, so obviously, keepers fit. Um, both fullbacks are fit. Center back's been obviously a big issue for us. We've just brought in obviously Jagashin. Um, but just typically, as soon as we've signed him, the other two center backs seem to be returning. Um, I think Van der Ven is defo available for selection. Um, he hasn't played a single minute since his return yet, but apparently he's completely fit now. Um, so I, I imagine he'll play with because Davies is now out with a hamstring injury. Um, so we don't really have much other choice there. And then it's sort of the gamble between Romero, who's just trained today, I think, Um and obviously is on the fence. Um, and then obviously a new signing who's barely up to speed yet. So it's, it's sort of picking between those two. The only other op- um, option would be Emerson, who's played there, who I definitely wouldn't pick. Uh, and then into midfield, we've also, we're missing a lot. We're missing, obviously, Papsar's gone to AFCON. Besuma's gone to AFCON. Um, Lo Celso's out with a hamstring injury. Madison's still out. Um, he should be back in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's a that's a that's another area. And then up front, we're missing obviously Son, who's gone to the Asian Cup. Um, but we've obviously brought in Timo Werner. So, yeah, that's that's our sort of squad. I'd 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 imagine 
Um, Kulisevsky comes into the midfield um, with no Lacelso or Madison, and yeah, I'd imagine the front three will be probably Johnson, Richarlison, and I'm I, I'm assuming Werner will start. To be honest, that's crazy. First first game, I just have a, I, as soon as you signed him, I just had a terrible feeling that he's going to do well. I just feel like he's a Ange style. I just feel like he could buy into that philosophy and just really, really bang for you guys. But I'm not going to lie. It's a lot. That front three of Johnson, Werner, and who was the third one? Who's Richarlison. Richarlison doesn't put fear into my heart like a son no. does or even a Kulu off that, that right-hand side cutting in on his left. Like I think our front three, if we get the chances, have – or when we get the chances, I should say, have a much better chance of putting it away, especially at Old Trafford. Um, do you do you suspect coming in and just playing that same way, leaving all that space in behind that high line mm-hmm. for Bruno and Rashford and everyone to so, exploit? I think there's a sort of misconception that Ange sort of doesn't tweak his system game to game, um, and that you know you know the media has been reporting a lot that. He just doesn't. He just doesn't change his system. Of course, he does. I think every top manager makes small tweaks. So examples of this have been um, against Man City. We struggled in build-up, so he sort of went to a double pivot, um, brought on Hoybier, and he sat in there with Basuma, and we were able to play out a lot better in that second half. Um, another example of that is um, the the right the right eight his sort of position so in some games that would be like a, a box crushing eight and at some in some games he'll cover a lot of that space where Poro advances um yeah. obviously we're missing Saar so he's he's great for that because he's got such such um athleticism um so there are tweaks to be made and on the other hand that doesn't mean that there won't be all that space still left there because that is the way he plays and I think if I was to kind of predict a matchup that doesn't suit us i would say united is one of those games with your kind of pace up front um and also ten Hag kind of i know there's been ups and downs this season but he his his idea seemed to be create, creating this top top transitional team and i think obviously transitions is where we we lack currently um especially without our full squad without the amazing speed of van der ven without um, Romero and, and perhaps are covering covering ground as well. Yeah, um, I was just doing some looking into Spurs, uh, how they've been playing this season. One thing I would say for our midfielders, it's important for them to not follow uh, Spurs players out wide, otherwise they'll vacate zone 14 like we do, and then the cutback comes in and goals go off from there. So for this game against Spurs, I've been looking into their highlights from recent games and I've come across a tweet from Callum. He writes opposition analysis and he does performance analysis sometimes with Stratford Trends. And he's got a little piece here that he's noticed Odogi is he doesn't check his shoulder a lot. He doesn't check his blind side in these sequences and it's quite frequent. So I think Garnacho especially he has a chance to exploit this area. If he was to get into these spaces and use his overlaps and use the one-twos, I think that's where we can sort of exploit Spurs. 
And also because they're heavily rotational midfielders and wing-backs, their space is in them wide channels, especially for our midfielders to play through if Ericsson does play, if Bruno does play, because they do stretch the pitch quite a lot. So it'll be important for Hoyland, Rashford, Garnacho, if they do run in the channels, especially, I think we can get chances. Rondo did say about how Spurs are going to miss Bissouma, they're going to miss these defenders that they've had previously. So I do think the channels is a big, big place for United to exploit. I just, I'm feeling strangely confident about this game. I think just with all of the Spurs lineup kind of mismatches and issues, I really wish we had Mason Mount because I was looking at the the previous game and he was just doing so much good stuff um, out of possession and in possession against, against Spurs the first time we played. I know a lot has changed since then, but um, I just think as, as a whole collective United are, are really match up well against Tottenham and, you know, the old saying styles make fights. And this is a style I think, especially at old Trafford that especially suits United, but what what else are you looking at in this game, Shaz? Yeah, just want to touch on what you guys are saying. Um, I think Rondo mentioned it earlier as well. I think uh, Bruno especially is going to be key in this game. Um, obviously, both sides, we know their fullbacks like to get forward. And obviously, Rondo mentioned as well, they don't really have, you know, they might not have the pace of Van der Ven if he doesn't start. Um, but even if he does start, I mean, he's still, you know, a player returning. You know, he hasn't played a game yet. He's coming, he's coming back into the side. So I think it will be important just to get down the channels, especially. Um, and obviously with Rashford and Garnacho on either side. And let's not forget about Hoyland in behind as well, because there will be spaces. Um, so it's important that we utilise that. And obviously, maybe the selection of Ericsson will benefit us there rather than McTominay as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. I think um, one, one, uh, one thing we should utilise more is, I think, the ball over the top. Especially if if Spurs do t- if, uh, play a high line, obviously Rondo did mention as well that um, Andrew will probably tweak it. Um, and I do agree that there is a misconception. I think it's because of the Chelsea game. You know when they went down to nine men and then they were still playing a higher line. Everyone's kind of got that idea now that you know they just leave space in behind all the time. But obviously that's not the case. Um, but at the same time, obviously they are going to have. I think they will have you know bit more possession than us to be honest because you know on the ball we're not really. You know we're a bit wasteful, and if they do sit back, they'll just they'll just hit us on a break as well. So I think they'll still have a lot of the ball as well. Um, so it is important that when they do, you know, try and progress, when they do try and step up, especially with their fullbacks high. When we win it back, um, it's important that we utilize, we move it quickly. Um, Menu between the uh, maybe like Menu winning it back, you know, finding Bruno, finding Ericsson, and then them two need to try and you know play Ganacho and play Rashford in because. We need to exploit the space in behind. So I think um, there's a there's a chance for us here this game, especially because it's that old Trafford man. Um, and I didn't know Spurs actually had this many issues, especially with Afcon as well. I didn't realize that you know they had Sar out, they had the uh, Basuma out as well. So I think we do have quite a good chance here, especially at home. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I do think I'm a lot more confident going into the game than I was, you know, maybe a week or two ago. Obviously, we're coming in from a win as well, albeit not in a, a very convincing win. But again, it's still, you know, posit- positive in the camp at least that we're not 
off the back of a off the back of a loss. So, you know, if we do win this game, I think we. I don't want to say another turning point because we've had we feel that we've had so many of these, but hopefully um, with players returning as well, we can kind of build on it. Yeah, I think Rondo did say about Spurs uh, being not the best in wide channels right now, especially with the players that they've got out. And he did say Bisuma out, so the ground that he covers will play into our hands a little more. I think on Highland, if he runs the channels well against on Sunday, then we will get chances down there. And Ericsson will be vital to that. He can ping one to the channels, so can Bruno. He can play in the pockets to sort of release the wingers as well. I think, yeah, I'm feeling a bit more confident, but I don't want to be too optimistic. I think yeah. it's a, it's a must it's a must win if we want any hopes of top four to be honest, mm. um, just because of I think what you Spurs are sitting fourth right now, right, Rondo? Yeah, that's right. Uh, fourth or fifth? I'm gonna look up the PL table, but I just think if there's any in terms of like the morale behind the team, yeah, no, the vibes like Arsenal are fourth right now. But we're sitting at 31 points and Arsenal are sitting at 40 in fourth. So if we want any chance of getting top four, we, we have to beat uh, Spurs this weekend and, and kind of make up those those six points, as I said before. But um, I think another thing is also like out of possession. Like I don't want to see Manu having to do all the work again like he did at Wigan and how he's done pretty much every game that he's played. Um it needs to be a collective team effort, kind of a la Arsenal away. I think that was maybe one of our best performances mm. out of possession in terms of like how on a string we all looked, but we were also sitting back a lot. We weren't necessarily having to utilize the rest defense as much. Um, but I just want to see a more team that is it looks aligned, that looks like a team out of possession instead of just like, a, a haphazard man-to-man marking and and just Manu save us all the time, you know. Um, but maybe we can get into some predictions for the game. What do you? Let's let's start with. We'll we'll go we'll go Hassan, Shez, Rondo, and then I'll finish it out. Um, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet, especially with the midfielders available, uh, and uh, with Shaw maybe out as well. So. I'd say Spurs get a few and we get a few. I'm tempted to say it'll be another 3-2 game. Or 3-2 or 2-2. Uh, I don't see any any low scoring, any game low, low scoring on that. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say 3-2 as well, actually. Um, I just think there will be quite a few goals in it. Obviously, both teams have weaknesses. You know, um, there's going to be you know, space for Russ, but then, you know, there's going to be like, especially in midfield as well, I feel like they'll be able to dominate us in midfield, especially if if uh, Ericsson is exploited as well, um, with their wing-backs as well, out wide. So, yeah, I'm thinking probably 3-2, and I'm, I'm going to edge United, obviously, um, because I just feel like Old Trafford, you know, Spurs, they've, they've not got the strongest squad right now. So, I think 3-2, um, we just need to make sure Garnacho, Rashford, Hoyland, Bruno, they're on it because they're going to be they're, they are outlets at the end of the day, especially in terms of output. So, um, yeah, they just need to be on it. And if they are, if our front three's on it, um, you know, 
up against their front three, I think we we definitely outscored them. So, uh, yeah, three two. Yeah, and I'm 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 gonna um, go with the opposite, <laughs> obviously. So um, I expect us to dominate possession at least, and I think a lot of what we've seen in recent, I mean, probably the whole season is us creating a lot of openings without sort of creating clear-cut chances from them. So we have a lot of kind of touches. We have the most touches in the opposition box in the league, but just because the attacking patterns aren't really there yet and also there's a lot of chaos-type players in our front three where they sort of have good movement, but their their, techni- their technical ability can let them down at times in decision-making. Um, but I'm still going to go for 3-1 just because I think our kind of fullbacks along with our midfield will, will cause your midfield a lot of problems and their lack of ability to track runners um, will harm them, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go for 3-1 the other way. Um, I think it all comes down to, I think there's there'll be a lot of chances for for both sides, but I think Richarlson and, and Timo Werner, you know, there's a difference between there's players that shoot and then there's players that finish. And I think Tottenham have a lot of players that just shoot um, at the moment without Sun. So I think we are going to be able to finish our chances uh, better than better than Spurs will. And I, I, I'm really expecting, I think this might be the Marcus Rashford game, Hassan. I think he's really, I think he really might put it on the map, maybe a brace, goes to the Stratford end and does the signature celebration that he did first, by the way. It wasn't, it wasn't too many, it was him. Uh, but I think, I think this could be a, a big Marcus Rashford game um, in terms of just a, a complete performance and, and some output to, to back it up. And hopefully, Hoyland gets, we can get a couple square balls to Hoyland. He can finish one. And yeah, I think it's going to be 3 1. But I, I, as I said at the beginning, I think it's going to be a really, really entertaining game. Like if I was a, a neutral, I'd be marking this one on the calendar in terms of just the styles of both teams. Both teams ultra aggressive um, on the transition, a lot, leaving a lot of spaces for the other teams to exploit. So I think there'll be chances on both sides, but. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, there's going to be – it's not going to be a normal game, I promise you. If United's involved, nothing nothing is normal about it. So but a goalkeeper will play a big part as well. Both goalkeepers. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Has Vicario yeah. has been I'm, – I'm, I'm sure Rondo has can go on a soliloquy about him, but I think he's been brilliant this season. Yeah. For how much – you guys paid him, what, you yeah, guys paid 30? Million, I think. Oh, um, 17, that's it. Yeah, yeah he's been – I've never seen a better – sort of goalkeeping performance in, in like the space of six months. He's been ridiculous. He's been nuts. Um, sort of faultless. I can't remember one game he's had where he's been off it. Um, so brave and composed in possession. Um, and then sort of actually preventing goals. He's been, yeah, he's been ridiculous. Yeah, some of his shot stopping has been absolutely insane. He's been probably the, the best goalkeeper in, in, in the league. Mm. Um, I mean, if Allison didn't have the rep he does, obviously you obviously have to put Allison as the number one. But in terms of just performances, it, it's hard to argue anyone but Vicario and then Onana on our side. We've obviously had our our super highs and super lows. Um, Better turn up, man. 
Yeah, game. we. I mean, if he's staying, if he's missing an Afcon game, which is absolutely ridiculous, by the way, yeah. bro, go play for your country. Go yeah, play. whole team's it's not turning up, and that's it's, nice, it's not. It's not that deep. I promise you, it's not that deep. But, mm. um, yeah, he's he's he can he can produce a stinker at any time, right? He can. It's just we don't have that confidence, like that ultimate confidence that you're talking about with with Vicario, where you know. You, you have full confidence that he's going to make that save or, or, you know, play well pretty much game in and game out. Do you guys foresee Onana? How do you, how do you feel like he's going to play in this game? I feel like he hasn't played poorly for a bit, which means which kind of makes me scared. Like he's, he's due for some sort of stinker. Yeah, on Onana, I think he'll be vital for us because Spurs will look to sort of get the ball with crosses in the box. I think his cross-claiming has to be on point and so does his sweeping. And if we do get a chance to sort of slow the game down, uh, like earlier on in the season when we played Spurs away, he was acting as a plus one in build-up. So, yeah, I think we have to have him on point and especially, of course, his shot-stopping too. Yeah, I, I just don't have, you know, at the start especially, I don't have the same confidence I had in him. Obviously, because of the Champions League mainly. Prem, Prem, I think he's actually been all right for the most part. Um, but, yeah, it's just that, you know, from the way it started off, you know, you remember that, remember in the Spurs game uh, early on in the season, that, that pass he played to Garnacho. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. I feel like Spurs oh, was like his coming great, out man. party almost. Like, that, was, like, was changed, that pass changed my life. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's the thing. It's just that I don't have that same confidence that I had in him, you know, uh, early on in the season. And obviously, um, that is a problem, and it's one of them ones where you just don't know what what he's gonna, how's he gonna perform really. But um, yeah, hopefully he can kind of calm things down at the back. You know, on the ball we know like on the ball he's been fine really. It's just been shortstopping and things like that really. So uh, hopefully he can calm things down and um, in terms of his shortstopping, just keep the ball out in it. Yeah, I feel like we've eliminated at least some of those kind of like random cross field switches that just like go out of bounds from Onana, um, like playing him to like Bruno or like Garn someone who's never going to win an aerial duel and kind of like settled him down a little bit and the structure settled down a little bit. So hopefully it's just a solid performance and we don't have to come on here and talk about if Onana's our Claudio Bravo going forward and we need to buy another goalkeeper. Um, any uh, final thoughts guys? I would, I would have a couple just last bits that might be interesting um, just to just to note that we are obviously very short in midfield. Um, Hoybier is being linked with the move away. Um, Skip has been very poor. Um, Benton Cole will be, be the six and I think Kulisevsky will probably play midfield as well. Um, but I think it might be interesting to see if our young, young player called Jamie Donnelly might play. Um, he's had a few substitute appearances um, and we're really short there and he's sort of a creative type midfielder who's very talented so I'd keep an eye on it. I don't think he'll start but he'll defo I think have some minutes this, this weekend It's a good shout Is he an academy product? Yeah he's an academy product he sort of he started out as a, as a nine um, he's very if you see him play, he plays his style is very similar to Kane in, in the way he passes and the way he strikes the ball. Um he's not like one of those nimble number tens, but his passing range is just outrageous. Um 
so yeah, he's he's very rated at the club. So we'll 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 see. But he'll he'll I think he'll definitely get some minutes this weekend. Don't leave West's is main, isn't it? I was just about to say it's, it's battle of the of the star boys. I, if, if I swear to God, if, if the lineup comes out and I don't see number thirty-seven on that team sheet, I'm not watching the game. I promise. <laughs> nah, no McTominay and Harrison versus Spurs, man. Please, <laughs> <laughs> anything. Don't kill me, Ten Hag. Uh, anything else, Hassan? Uh, Shez? No, I think uh, we've kind of touched on everything. Yeah, it's just. Touched on everything. I just hope Mount was back for this game because he did look decent. I don't know. He's just and so light he's on just, his feet, isn't it? Like he yeah. just, he's just solid. He's just a solid player. He's, he's he just, yeah, he's, and out of possession, especially, just so perfect. dependable. He's missed every big game. He got injured right before Arsenal. I guess he played in Spurs and he played well. Yeah, that's about it. But every every single other big game where it's like, love to have Mount. I just, I feel like. I just he just needs to be fit. Like he's just gonna. It's it's clear to me that he's gonna be a good signing when he just has a run of games. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully, United can get the win, um, so we can come on here and clown Rondo maybe. But um, until next time, uh, Rondo, plug your uh, plug Lily White and your personal. Yeah. Account. So um, my my Spurs based account is um, at Lily White Lab. Um, but obviously it's a United podcast. I'm sure you'll be more interested in my other account, which is a more balanced um, global look at young young players across across the world and, and up and coming footballers, um, which is at Rondo underscore reports. Um, we do we do a bit of content over there. So yeah, for sure, it's a great. Both accounts are great. I know uh, Rondo and and Shez has done a couple. Couple YouTube collabs that have done really well on. on yeah, we actually products. did one on on Manu before he sort of broken through. Yeah, this is like uh, almost a year ago now. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the first time we collabed, man. It was, yeah, it was still, coming. still like I think probably still the video I enjoyed making the most. Probably my best video at this point. Yeah, really good video. Um, yeah, good video. I know it's one to definitely kind of keep keeping in your sort of platform because looking back in in 10 years i'm sure people will be like wow like that was that was sort of before he even broke through so it's one to definitely treasure i think yeah definitely man visionaries um yeah i think that 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 about wraps it up ronda we really appreciate you coming on great debut um hopefully we'll have you on back soon um even if we're not playing spurs really enjoyed you having on good conversation and good Good job keeping it consistent, guys. You know, it's it's easy to start something and, and take a few weeks off, but we're back the very next week and and we we really want to keep this thing consistent and really grow this and, and take it to the moon in 2024. So we appreciate you guys tuning in as always, and we'll be back next Friday with another another great pod, hopefully. I just I just I just want to touch up on no, next week. Next week is the transfer wrap up and I think James will be joining us from up to years to share some insight on big episodes. Any, any transfers? Yeah, I, and, I didn't know if we wanted to to tease it yet or not. But yeah, else, yeah, yeah, big big was, episode next week for sure. Yeah, yeah mups on and and talk about probably talk about this game that's coming up on Sunday, and then big big transfer episode and, and structure episode about uh, Ineos with with Muppeteers. So super excited to to have mups on and. Looking forward to that episode for sure. All right, guys, it's been it's been fun. Um, 
good way to start my morning, good way to end your guys' Friday afternoon, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Take care, boys. Thank you.